Unpacking the Backpack of Emotions. Emotions are like noses. We all have them. They are normal and they have a purpose. They make life more meaningful and they help us connect to others. We can even use them as a barometer for our mental health. Emotions are actually physical and can be stored in the body when they're left unprocessed. This can feel like we're carrying around a heavy weight, kind of like an overstuffed backpack. Maybe some of our backpacks even feel like we're carrying bricks. Turns out our emotions are designed to be processed, not carried around. When we don't process them, it's like we're carrying this backpack up a mountain. We go about our daily life, which you know, life is 50-50, there's good and bad. But even normal life stuff can seem very hard with extra weight. Much like when we carry around those extra pounds physically, emotional backpack baggage also weighs us down. It would be so much easier if we could just lay it down. But it's not that easy because our body recognizes the emotions and it hangs on to them. It likes to store them. It has a really good memory when it comes to our emotions. I'm sure you've experienced that. But this emotional backpack, it only makes everything else more difficult. Our shoulders actually can become sore as if we are carrying a physical burden. Last podcast, we talked about our thoughts and today is all about our emotions. It's about laying down our backpack and walking in freedom, healing, and forgiveness. Doesn't that sound refreshing? This is renewing our mind and restoring our hope. For far too long, we've learned to hide our emotions and that they don't matter. So we just stuff them down. It's almost like we deny them. But now we know that they really do matter because they are the actual fuel for our actions. They show up and cause us to take actions or sometimes not take actions that we actually need to take. The unprocessed emotions often cause us to feel stuck, which is very, very common. When we avoid processing our emotions, we usually pay for it later physically. These stuffed emotions may show up as ailments or pain in our bodies. Trauma, for example, can cause someone to feel numb. Anxiety can cause breathing issues. And have you ever been hurt so much emotionally that your physical heart hurt too? The mind-body connection has always amazed me I love God's design, and He designs us with the capacity to process emotions well. He addresses many emotions in Scripture, such as love, joy, peace, gratefulness. He even addresses anger. He tells us that when we are angry, we are not to sin. He is not expecting us to never be angry, but to process it without sinning. Did you know the body actually stores anger in the liver and the lower back? So if we have unprocessed anger, it can very likely be hanging out in our liver and lower back and then wreaking all kinds of problems in both of those areas. Kind of makes you rethink that lower back ache sometimes, right? The only way out of an emotion is through it. We can't skip it, skirt around it, hide it under the rug. 
We actually have to walk through that emotion to fully process it. But the good news is it often takes a lot less time to process it than we think it will. Now there are exceptions to that, but what I'm talking about today are our normal, usual, typical emotions. And even dealing with more difficult emotions, these steps I'll talk about today would set you on the right path for how to deal with those even more difficult, extreme emotions. But remember, emotions are like waves. They are the language of our body. When we ignore this language, our body just stores them away for later, thinking that we may process them, kind of waiting around in a file folder out there unprocessed. But where they actually show up is in other parts of our body as an ailment or a discomfort. Emotions are physical, so people often suffer physically when they resist processing emotions. It's important to recognize emotions and how they make us feel. You can name an emotion or even describe the emotion, and somehow this helps our brain to separate it just a little bit. It kind of gives us agency over the emotion, and it helps our brain to realize that we have the freedom to choose what our thoughts are that are causing the emotion. We cannot always choose our circumstances, but we can choose our thoughts about our circumstances. Even when we have a rough circumstance, we can choose thoughts about it that are going to serve us better. Once we feel an emotion though, that means our body has actually already created it and our body is really good at creating a cocktail of this emotion that we're thinking on. So whatever our thoughts have generated, our body gets busy making a cocktail and this cocktail, it's just for us. When it recognizes the emotion, the cocktail that it creates will match the emotion. No one else is gonna drink this cocktail at all. It's just for us. If we are walking, for example, in unforgiveness, our body creates a cocktail that feels like unforgiveness. But the person that we actually may need to forgive, the person who has wronged us, doesn't even take one sip of that cocktail. They're not affected by the cocktail or the emotion at all. Only we are. Since our thoughts are creating our emotions, how can we feel better emotions? Well, you might have guessed, but we have to start with having better elevated thoughts. So by default, our feelings are actually a choice based on the thoughts we think. And if we want, for example, to feel more love, then we just need to think on thoughts that help us to create the emotion of love. We can actually find some really great thoughts to meditate all throughout scripture. His word tells us that we are loved. If we renew our mind to scripture, then we will start feeling more love. In fact, we can actually choose to live loved. This episode is coming soon. You may be agreeing 
that you want to process your emotions and you may wonder where to start. That's where I found myself years ago. Well, the first thing is to recognize your thoughts and emotions, the effect they are having. Journaling can often help us to see them more clearly. It brings them from darkness to light. Once you recognize it, you can evaluate it. Be curious about your emotions, about your thoughts behind them. Continue to journal. It's also called a thought download. And just keep asking yourself, what else? What else am I thinking on regarding this emotion? What's causing the emotion? Because remember, emotions are like a wave. And if we allow them to, they will actually pass through us in as little as 90 seconds or so. Of course, depending on the severity of the emotion. But since emotions are processed physically, there are many, many options for how we can process them. You can imagine some of those things that we probably are already doing, right? Crying, walking, running, exercising, writing, journaling, playing an instrument, swimming, deep breathing, and so many more. I encourage my clients, once they've identified their thought and emotion, to be creative and to see what works best to help them process it, to spend some time doing that. How do I know this works? Well, not only have I worked with several clients that have done this, but I personally have experienced it. I've been a writer for my whole life. I've even encouraged so many others to journal throughout the years. I've taught writing classes from the kindergarten all the way through college level. But for some reason in recent years, I found myself dealing with something difficult in my own life and I had a block and couldn't write. It kind of stumped me, but it was as if the words were blocked within me. So instead of my usual journaling to work through something, I, I spent time in another usual way for me, which was praying and crying and walking, actually prayer walking. And through time, I was able to process those stuffed emotions, things I thought I had dealt with, in fact. Even more recently, though, when they were triggered, you're not going to believe what I started doing. I sat down and started writing those out. That's right. God helped me to get unstuck. And my writing is flowing again. I'm so grateful because I missed it. But when we fully process an emotion, we're going to know. We will feel a difference. We'll be able to have agency over the emotion instead of it over us. We will not feel like we're trying to hold on to a porcupine that keeps hurting us the tighter we cling to it. When we are reminded of an emotion or it's triggered by someone or something, we will be better able to manage that emotion, event, memory, or relationship. We can even sit with the emotion and allow it to process for a few short minutes again as needed. We will notice the waves and the effect of the emotion will diminish over time. We talked previously about choosing our thoughts. The great thing is when we choose good thoughts, good emotions follow. Using that same logic, if we choose negative thoughts, negative emotions will follow. This is one way to be kind to ourselves. 
Well, processing emotions is yet another way to be kind to ourselves because in doing, we create emotional resilience and much better results for ourselves. So today is a good day to sit and consider what emotions have you stuffed into your backpack? Which ones do you need to unpack? Make a list and give grace to yourself as you begin to unpack them one by one. We all know that hurt people hurt people, and we don't want to play that game. We don't want to pass that hurt on. We want to be a helper. We want to heal and help others to heal. We want to leave a legacy of healing and are much better able to do this when we have taken the time to heal first. It starts with us. We can only change us, but in doing so, we will find that we have the honor to guide others towards healing as well. Will they follow and heal their wounds? That's up to them. Until next time, this is my hope for you. You can find me at stephaniejohns.com or on the gram at The Hope Coach. You can also use the links below to join my email list or the form for one-on-one coaching.